0: Hello and welcome to Building Bridges, a podcast from the Harry Bridges Center for Labor Studies at the University of Washington, Seattle, where we explore the people and stories of the labor movement. I'm Anita. And I'm Maya. Today we're talking with two students working with the Bridges Center as student engagement specialists, Kamaya Mahajan and Sophia Torres. Both Kamaya and Sophia have experience organizing on campus. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Kamaya Mahajan. I use she/her pronouns, and I'm a second-year student at the University of Washington, studying education. Um, and I'm involved in a variety of different organizing movements on campus and in the Seattle community. Um, but most of my work right now is with Super, which is Students United for Palestinian Equality and Return, um, and more broadly a larger coalition that we're creating on campus of multiple student organizations dedicated to fighting for Palestinian liberation.
2: I'm Sophia. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a second year student here at the University of Washington studying political science and history. Um, my organizing experience is mostly in Resist U.S.-led War Seattle, um, which is an anti-imperialist organization uh, calling on the University of Washington to cut ties with Boeing. And I also organize with United Students Get Sweatshops, which is similarly an anti-imperialist, anti-capitalist organization dedicated to building labor solidarity on the University of Washington campus.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys for introducing yourselves. Um, can't wait to talk more about your organizing experience. But first, so we have a question that we like to ask all of our guests, and that is, what was your first job?
1: Does it have to be, like, first, like, official job or just first, like, paid labor?
0: It can be unpaid, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I started, like, babysitting when I was in seventh grade. Um, I used, like, Facebook and Nextdoor to get clients. And so that was, like, my first job job or, like, paid, like, work. But I think my first official job, um, I worked for, at, like, an athletic club folding
0: towels. <laughs> Nice.
1: My first job
2: was at a subway um, that had just reopened after lockdown. Um, there were three people on staff, the manager, assistant manager, and then me, I was 16. Um, and there were so many instances of like having to open up the shop in the morning. Uh, I was a key holder somehow, which I think is really funny.
3: Wow, from like folding towels to opening up a store at 16, did you have to close as well? Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. I had split shifts. Uh, so I would work
2: for like four hours in the morning and then three hours in the evening. But it was also like a 20 minute drive. So it was like weird in between. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I feel like both of those are just examples of ways that employers try to exploit young people in, in as many ways as they can. But aside from your paid employment, uh, we kind of wanted to talk about how you guys first started um, organizing.
1: Thing. I'm like, trying to think back, um, I know it was middle school for me, I think it was like eighth grade. I think like it was like the climate justice movement that I kind of started out in. And um, like, I was doing a lot of like political campaign work um, in Seattle. And then that kind of like exposed me to like more community organizing and grassroots work um, that felt more motivating. And I just, like, met some people that were involved in the climate justice movement. And I think that's pretty much where I got my start um, in, like, 2018, 2019.
2: Yeah, I, there wasn't much of an organizing scene in my hometown. But I think it was around 2020 when I got in contact with somebody. um, And we both wrote a petition to our school district because they were trying to open up our school after three months in lockdown. And COVID cases at that point were at probably their highest in our community. Um, So my organizing kind of started there and calling on the school to not reopen.
0: Yeah, awesome. You guys got started um, pretty young. So before college, how was it like making that transition to college, to the University of Washington? And how did you kind of find the spaces and the inspiration to keep organizing here?
1: Yeah, so for me, like... I, like, grew up in the Seattle area, um, and so, like, coming to UW, like, wasn't, in terms of, like, the community, it wasn't, like, a huge shift, um, mm-hmm. but I think, like, my first year, it's, like, last school year for me, I was very, like, wary of the idea of campus organizing, um, because in my head, it just felt, like, very unsustainable to think about, like, cycling through a student population every, like, four or so years, um, and, like, a lot of my experience in organizing was much more, like, long-lasting relationships um, and, like, kind of a reliance on, like, people are going to be here for a while and, like, how do we build with that in mind? And so, like, coming to college felt like like I was questioning, like, how do I organize on campus and, like, what does that look like in such a different type of community context? um. And so like, to be honest, like my first year at UW, I don't think I was super involved in any campus-based work. Um, But then I guess I started to like learn more about what campus organizing looked like. And I saw that at least in a lot of spaces that I was a part of how like embedded it is into the larger Seattle community. Like, I don't feel like UW can be separated from like the larger city and community that's that it's a part of. And so I guess seeing that there was like a lot of conscious effort by students to be working within and alongside of the larger community um, and that a lot of those relationships already existed was definitely like very empowering to me. And I was like, okay, that's a really good sign that, you know, even if people graduate in four years, it doesn't mean that they're not still doing the work. Um, Yeah, that was kind of like my experience, I guess. Um getting involved in UW organizing. And I think like some of the best parts of it is just like being part of an organizing community that also carries over into just like the social life too. And I think being able to build relationships is such an important part of organizing, that being able to do that work like with your friends and with your classmates is definitely like one of the most positive parts about it for me.
2: Yeah, I was totally unfamiliar with organizing until I came to the university. I got my start, uh, I believe, yeah, 2022 was the first year. um, And there was the progressive student mixer in the hub hosted by SDS, um, where a bunch of progressive organizations on campus um, came together to present and kind of show their orgs. And so I, after that point, I would just like show up to meetings. Um, Yeah, I think similarly, something i identified is the problem of organizations potentially being too um, insulated in the university, which is a very fringe case. There's so much community outreach and support that these organizations are very sustainable. And there's a lot of non-students working on a few of the campaigns I'm part of, which is excellent in terms of just experience and capacity and things like that.
0: Kamaya, you touched on you touched on this a little bit by talking about the best parts. Um, But yeah, what is organizing at UW like? Uh, What are the best parts and what are, not the worst parts, but what are the challenges that come with it?
1: Yeah, um, like I think, like I said, like I think one of the best parts is just like the social relationships that form from organizing because it is very like, can become very like intimate, vulnerable, emotional work. And so I think like a lot of the connections that you make through like, those shared experiences are really valuable. Um, And, like, for me personally, like, a lot of, like, my lifelong closest friends are people that I've met through organizing work. I think, like, some, one, like, particular challenge Um, is, I guess, the compromise between the university framework of, like, student organizations and student activism versus, like, the much more like radical work that these organizations are trying to do within like certain confines and like and it's just like interesting to see how like our position as super as a student organization both gives us so many privileges and like we can rent a room and we can use certain resources but then also is constricting the type of organizing that we can do in a lot of ways as well um and so that's like a very challenging trade-off I think is like what Like, what can you really do when you're still associated to the university and, like, the campus in that type of way? And then at the same time, like, what does it look like to, like, you know, like, Sophia's organization Resist has a very interesting model where they are very much, like, led by members of the campus community, but they're not officially a University of Washington student organization. Um, And that was like an intentional choice that was made so that they can have that flexibility and autonomy and what their organizing styles look like. And then I guess the other challenge is just remembering that like the change that we desire is not gonna come from the mechanisms of the university. And so like a lot of times I feel like energy can get diverted and trying to follow more bureaucratic methods of change um, and that's just always gonna be a path that leads to disappointment, but yeah. And then back to the positive, just like sandwiching that. Um, I think just seeing the incredible like movement building that can happen Um, and especially in the past like four or five years, like the increased level of consciousness on campus amongst like our peers is definitely like a really amazing thing to see and gives me like a lot of hope for the future of organizing here.
2: I think the best part really is the community. Um as Kamaya said there, you, you have the vulnerability of this work. It's very emotional work. Um, and there's a lot of care taken to make sure that um, that emotion doesn't become too isolated or demanding, that everybody's needs are able to be met. Yeah, I think also to coming into organizing in my first year, having known nobody at the university, um, to suddenly having this honestly, really large and supportive and like-minded community. Um, I've made some of my best friends through organizing. Uh, and so there's that very like personal, I think, benefit to it. But then also just the purpose that this work gives. I think that at the university, you, you are able to interact with a lot of theories and concepts and ideas through your work, but a lot of people struggle to apply what they learn from the classroom. And so really being able to bring as a political science major, specifically being able to bring those frameworks and that understanding into the actual real life analysis uh, being done through these organizations, I think is overall really beneficial as well. Something mentioned was resist not being um, in the RSO framework. And something really important to that as well is because of that, we don't have access to rooms, we don't have access to the same funding. Um, and while that is a barrier, the university community is so supportive um, in that. Other organizations will reserve rooms. Other organizations can help provide funding through grants or uh, giving connections to campus resources. So, yeah, I definitely think that another, I guess, complication as well is just the amount of work that needs to be done. Every organizer I know is in like seven different organizations or like affiliated with something, doing something else. Um, and balancing that along with the schoolwork, potentially having a job, things like that. Um, it does. It does get demanding. It does get stressful. But I also think that the or the uh, organizing scene is very well equipped to provide people with the resources and uh, break time necessary to recuperate and continue that work. There's a lot of longevity, definitely.
3: Thank you both for your really thoughtful answers. I think it's really eye-opening to hear from both of you individually and together, and seeing like the similarities. Um, between your organizing experiences and also how they differ. To touch on some of my own, I only had two years at the University of Washington and my first year I was completely unorganized. And I feel like at the time there was a sense of like isolation and that all together, all these affiliated organizations have such a broad network. But in terms of like the way that the university promotes inclusivity on campus and like community it's not really thought of as like a possibility to become um involved in those organizations so i'm really glad to see that the two of you are very like involved and like proactive and outspoken about your um experiences because i think as Kamaya mentioned there has been an increase in consciousness around the university and i think everyone is just starting to become aware of their place as students at the UW and also as community members of the broader Seattle area and beyond. But Sophia, you mentioned that organizers have a lot of responsibilities on top of their, um, whatever organization they may be part of, but also school, work, etc. What has it been like working at the Bridges Center now that you two have been there for about three months, I wanna say?
2: Yeah, uh, working at the Bridges Center, I think is probably the best job I've ever had. Um, I think it would also be ironic if the labor Studies center uh, wasn't good on labor rights. Um, So happy to confirm uh, that they do a good job. Yeah. I definitely think that his position has been really um, beneficial and just in terms of just like professional growth of being able to really understand the more professional environment as well as the connections uh, in terms of like networking and then also resources, um, I definitely think that the the flexibility given as well to still participate in the organizing things that I'm involved in while also uh, being able to serve uh, the Labor Study Center and their mission to expand organizing on campus as well as, um, yeah, foundationally educating the University of Washington students. I definitely think it's very important to uh, enter the workforce with that understanding, um, with those basic knowing your rights as well as the larger historical and social context of labor and so the Bridges Center is providing like an invaluable resource and I'm just happy honestly to be able to support it.
1: Yeah I second everything Sophia said I think like both of us being you know very active organizers as well like there's not they're like I don't think a job exists that like complements that like, as well as the Bridges Center does, like, I have, like, multiple staff that I've met through the Bridges Center, I also, like, interact with outside of work in community spaces, which I think just, like, is a testament to how um much integrity and commitment that the Bridges Center staff has as just human beings in the work that they are doing, and, yeah, like, Sophia was mentioning, I think, like, the resources, too, that the Bridges Center offers is, like, Just a lot of students on campus don't know about it and so being able to like be in a position where I'm both connected to many of the students and groups that could benefit from these resources and not like I work in a position where I can facilitate that connection happening um, has been really like exciting and I think it's just like a really good use of like my time and my labor. And yeah, like also, I think just like the support from the Bridges Center staff in terms of like supporting us with like our personal and professional goals is just like really incredible. Um, And like, I was talking to a friend about this earlier, but like, I think like for a lot of um, students that maybe aren't as, that don't have like the same support systems as like some other students with more privilege might have, like it sometimes feels like we're very isolated in a university setting and like there's not really any like people watching out for us or like that are like there to like guide and advise um and like obviously the university has things like advisors and things like that but I think like something that I've really taken away from the Bridges Center is like having like personal relationships with um you know like people that are teaching or that are doing research or that are doing like these different programs and like having like that kind of like advisor person um there for me has definitely been like really really important. And yeah, I, I love working at the Bridges Center. I like could even, I don't even have the words, like it's been great. Um, And yeah, I think like they're really a hidden gem on campus. And I'm just glad that I'm like, that I found out about them. So now I can tell more people about them. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Community, the importance of community cannot be understated. Um, I had a uh, follow-up question to that. Could one of you first like give maybe a brief summary of the work that you do at the Bridges Center as student engagement specialists and I was also curious if there were inter- any intersections between your student organizing work and your work at the Bridges Center or if you've used the Bridges Center as an organizing resource before
1: yeah Um. like so for the first part of that question um, what Sophie and I do as student engagement specialists is it's kind of very broad Um, I feel like a lot of it is like you know, what we want to do, we're encouraged to do. Um, But the main thing is just like getting the word out to students and community about the Bridges Center. It's like resources, it's programs, like internships and scholarships, um, the minor, the labor studies minor, different classes, um, different research opportunities, like things like that. So just like really propping for the Bridges Center and all of the many things that it entails. And yeah, another big part of it is um, utilizing like our campus organizing connections to like talk to student organizations and different organizing groups and make sure that they're aware of the Bridges Center as a resource for supporting their organizing work in in a variety of ways. I think like financially is the first form of support that comes to mind, but I think there's a lot of other ways that the Bridges Center um, has been able to and will be able to support organizing efforts um, So I'd say that's kind of like our main role as student engagement specialists. I don't know, Sophie, if you want to add anything to that.
2: No, yeah, I think that's definitely fair. I think a way that we've been able to intersect um, our work with the Bridges Center, as well as our student organizing has been specifically uh, in reference to the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit. Um, The Bridges Center is able to provide funding for a whole host of students uh, from the university to go down to San Francisco. That paid for like housing, food, transportation, etc. cetera. Um, and there we were able to meet with organizers from across the world and gain that knowledge. There's a lot of like skill sharing. There was a lot of uh, understanding the specific contexts in which uh, the neoliberal trade deals uh, that come out of the Asia Pacific economic cooperation would harm from Peru to the Philippines, and it was really interesting to hear that analysis and being able to really connect internationally. Um, and we wouldn't have been able to participate in that without the help from the Bridges Center. And then additionally, uh, really just, yeah, being able to provide us with more connections to the labor movement outside of university and just continuing to prop up and support the work that we're doing um, through announcements like on social media and just turning out to our events.
3: Um, In your work as both uh, student engagement specialists and as organizers on campus and beyond, um, is there anything about the Bridges Center that you wish the student body or other people in the community knew more about?
1: Yes, I feel like honestly everything about the Bridges Center I wish more people knew about. Um, I like feel like as I talk to people who like would be really interested in the work, like they just didn't even know that it was a resource or a center at all that existed on campus. Um, And, you know, I think there's many reasons for that, but I think like, especially students that, um, you know, maybe come from different like backgrounds to just make them like less traditional she wins for success like having a support system like the Bridges Center on campus that provides you know like that type of like relational support as well as like financial support and like experiential support i think is really important um like last quarter i had a mentee through a program through the ECC and like through the bridge like through working from the bridges center i was able to connect her to so many different resources um she picked up the labor studies minor. She applied to the building a movement internship um, and like so many other things that like I wouldn't have even known I could connect her to that had I not been working for the Bridges Center. And so I especially think for, you know, students from more marginalized backgrounds, like having that space and having that knowledge is just so important. Um, and I think like the building a movement internship is a really amazing program and opportunity for students to give them like so much different types of experiences. Like you get professional experience in terms of like working with, you know, adults in the real world, you get, like, community organizing experience, Um, you get a deeper understanding of, like, just political theory and labor knowledge, Um, and then on top of that, like, you're getting paid for all of that. Now, this is becoming, like, a whole, like, a bam little (laughs) cell. but yeah, I mean, I I just think, like, and it's a very unique opportunity, too, like, there's not a lot of places that will pay you to do organizing work, Um, especially, like, you know, when you're, like, an undergrad, and don't really have much relevant experience like the BAM internship is that experience and so like I just think there's a lot of really cool things like that that the Bridges Center offers and like again it just indicates like such a strong commitment to exploring labor and all of its intersections um, and not just the traditional focus that like labor studies typically has but a very broad intersectional way of looking at it which is also just really unique and I think appealing to a lot of people because pretty much everyone can relate to the intersectional labor movement in some way or the other, unless you're like maybe Bill Gates' son or something, but other than that, you know? So yeah, I just think everything about the Bridges Center needs to be more accessible to students and to our wider community too, because I think um, a lot of the work that the Bridges Center is responsible for directly or indirectly is impacting a community much broader than just campus Um, and like, there's a lot of great relationships with unions and organizations already, but like, I'd love to see that outreach happen even more to like younger communities, like um, high school students and like community college students. Um, and yeah.
2: Yeah, I pretty much second everything there. I think that a lot of the resources the Bridges Center provides are definitely accessible. They're just not known about. And that's, I think, something that we have a really amazing opportunity in our positions to help bridge. And doing these, being able to do that through going to classrooms, through postering across campus, those are excellent, but really making sure that students are able to actually apply for the resources provided, to really engage with the resources provided. I think, for example, the labor studies minor, a lot of people are interested. A lot of people don't know what labor studies is all about, you know, Um, because it is so interdisciplinary and intersectional that... I think that there's there's a bit of a learning curve, certainly, because it's not like in our public education, we're taught much about labor or the labor movement. And so, yeah, really being able to bridge that gap, I think, is a priority, um, just in terms of making the Bridges Center a bit more known about, and also the fact that the resources they do provide are like truly invaluable.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing. So I was never really super involved in student organizing, but I always admired those who were, I was beat down a lot by, you know, classes, jobs. It's really hard to find the time. So I really admire those who take the time, even if it's um, unpaid or on a volunteer basis. So for those who want to become organized, who want to be student organizers like you two, uh, but don't know where to begin, what would you say to them? What kind of advice would you give?
1: That's a good question. I think... um exploring the different organizations that exist on campus um, and finding one that, like, matches your passions and values, like, especially a lot of, like, the affinity-based, like, organizations on campus are, like, also not only about, like, you know, your own identity and experience, but also about organizing towards collective liberation. Um, I think those are, like, really great spaces that I found as being really good entryways into, like, more um, organizing work and yeah i would also just say like you know exploring and then also like if you're attending actions or events or teachings or whatever um that are like motivating to you or that inspire you in some type of way like just Finding out who organized that and getting in touch with them, um, just like reaching out, showing up to meetings, like I think showing up is like really the most important thing. And if you're doing that consistently, like you will meet the right people, so to speak, um, that can help you get connected into like more of the work. Yeah, I, I guess that would be my advice. and it doesn't even have to be like, I I guess like don't even, it doesn't even have to be like limited to like RSOs on campus, but like there's so many groups that are connected to campus organizing that you're not gonna find like on, you know, the UW website, but just by showing up and like meeting people and making those relationships, like you will find kind of your spot.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It really just comes down to showing up. Um, I think my experience getting into organizing Yeah, it was just going to meetings, honestly. Really talking to people after, talking to people um, outside of the organizing environment as well. Organizing is really about building relationships, in my opinion. And once you build those relationships, you'll get those connections. um, Yeah, to really, I think, bolster your experience and then also open up uh, new experiences, uh, new opportunities to take. And I think also being okay with not knowing everything <laughs> i think that's also something that a lot of people uh, feel hesitant about entering organizing is that they don't know enough or they're they're not as familiar there's a lot of acronyms you know but like in my experience just raising your hand and asking what things mean that's that makes us excited you know it's we really want to to be able to have people learn and be aware of what's happening Uh, That's really the goal with organizing to to meet these demands. And part of that is through education and being able to provide somebody with that, I think is mutually beneficial. Um, So not having that, that fear or that lack of confidence um, in your knowledge and just really being comfortable with asking those questions and understanding that
0: analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We're coming upon our final couple of questions. Quickly, I wanted to give a space, if there are any ongoing campaigns you wanted to shout out here. I know you two are involved in groups that are having stuff go on right now. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, right now, I think um, one big movement that is happening on campus that we are working on is um, building out a coalition called the United Front for Palestinian Liberation, um and that is, you know, multiple student organizations, multiple um organizers in our community that are all coming together um around some like common goals of working towards Palestinian liberation and focusing our efforts specifically on the University of Washington um to push them to divest materially from Boeing and Israel and other war profiteers. Um as well as to take tangible steps to end the repression of pro-Palestinian students, um, faculty, campus community members. Um, and so like that is work. The the movement for um this de- like this decolonial movement for Palestine is definitely a long-term movement. Um and we need as much people power and like mass support as possible to keep it sustained until we see a free Palestine. Um, and so I would like encourage anyone that would be listening to this in the next few weeks or whatever to um, reach out either to like Super or the United Front um, online and get in touch, get organized with us if that's something you're interested in. Um, Or if you're not, if you don't have capacity to actively be organizing with us, we have a lot of other ways for people to stay in the loop and plug in at lower capacity levels. Um, So yeah, I would just encourage people to reach out about that. I'm, First uh, part of this U.S.-led war Seattle,
2: um, and we are calling on the University of Washington to cut ties with Boeing. The university and Boeing have a very, very close connection and long-term connection, um, but Boeing is a war manufacturer. They produce weapons of war, and the university cooperates uh, through providing research and training programs to university students, particularly in the College of Engineering, um, to optimize Boeing's operations and research and develop new uh, weapons of war. Boeing funds so many programs um, at the University of Washington, and it's directly contributing to the United States Imperial Project, um, which has resulted in the displacement of Millions upon millions of people, the deaths of millions upon millions of people, and we feel as though the university has a responsibility to not mediate that that conflict, that that um, those human rights abuses. Really, fundamentally, we have quite a few actions coming up, which I am to not disclose at the moment. Um, but I do think uh, that really showing up, demonstrating solidarity. Um, we are also a part of the United Front for Palestine, so. Also uh, being able to support that coalition of organizations um, and our Instagram resist.seattle is really where you're going to find any action announcements Um, and also a way to get connected with resist we have new member orientations roughly a couple times every quarter and are more than happy to expand our base. Um, And then the other organization that I'm a part of, United Students Against Sweatshops is a labor solidarity organization. And we are working with Starbucks Workers United um, on the call for the university to cut ties with Starbucks. Um, Similarly, Starbucks has participated in a terrifying anti-labor campaign um, through the mechanisms of union busting, um, through the firing of organizers as well as the attempt to silence uh, Starbucks Workers United through a lawsuit uh, because of their statement in support of Palestine. Not to mention the ethical nightmare that comes along with uh, international the international coffee trade and the exploitation of the land and labor of indigenous peoples um, from all corners of the globe. So similarly, the university really truly does have a responsibility to not engage and work with these corporations that are contributing to so much harm um, for a school that does have a, a the, the values of intersectionality and demonstrating support for marginalized peoples, it would be great to see that take form in cutting ties with the corporations that directly contradict that mission.
3: On the same thread as the university cutting ties with Starbucks. Um, The majority of the student body has a negative or neutral to negative perception of Starbucks on campus. And I would say it's in the interest of most students as well that UW cuts ties with Starbucks. And if you want to learn more about that, you should head over to labor.uw.edu and read Lattes and Labor by Anita Zeng. That's
0: a great report. Thank you for the shout out. Let's end it on a little bit of a hopeful, positive note. Um, whether personal, professional or academic, what is something that you two are looking forward to in the future?
1: Um. Well, in terms of like larger movement building, I think like seeing just like a huge increase in, um again, like my consciousness and just like like ready, like willingness to mobilize um, and become organized, I think has like been a really exciting thing to see just like from, you know, my peers and like friends and classmates and just like, as well as like faculty um, and campus workers, like just seeing what a like broad base of support there is for current organizing work is like definitely, like I get excited just thinking about it. It's very hopeful to me. Yeah, like personally, um. I am hopeful for, I don't know, like my my academic progress. I think I, especially this school year, have just really been enjoying um, school, which is something that's new for me. I'm not really a school person. And I'm starting my capstone for my major next year. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. And I also like talked to my advisor, found out I have a lot of room in my schedule to explore like a possible another major or like a couple more minors. So now I like get to explore on the degree audit and see what I could do. And that's just like very exciting. I feel like um there's a lot of possibilities for my future academically. And that's really cool to me. I don't know if that was like the answer you guys are looking for, but. just on my mind right now so I thought I'd share but yeah in general I'm also just like hopeful anytime I'm with my friends and with my organizing comrades it just like gives me a lot of energy and a lot of hope um Sophia actually was just over at my place a few nights ago and we just had a really great time with some of our other organizing friends like getting into some of the funny drama and just like chatting it up um and those moments like that always give me a lot of hope so yeah
2: Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to just, yeah, more community building, more collective life happening. Um, I think that I just like the people that I'm around, honestly. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I think in terms of, like, the state of organizing right now, the university has such a tight-knit organizing scene. There's so much solidarity and support um, for all of our movements that – I'm really looking forward to see what we're able to accomplish in the next year. And then academically, just continuing my degrees, honestly, I'm so engaged in the classes um, that I'm in. And hopefully, fingers crossed, being able to do a research project or two within the next year, topics to be determined. Um, There's like 15 billion things that I want to look into. But that's the problem with research. So there's so much interesting stuff. But really, I think that the building of movement i guess um and being able to expand that movement at the university as well as being able to connect with the larger seattle community to really build that um longevity and that that, um solidarity that we need to to meet the demands that we're all positing for the university
0: awesome thank you two so much for joining us today and talking about your experiences um, we hope you the best in your future endeavors.
3: Thank you both for joining us today. Um, it was such a pleasure hearing from both of you and listening to everything you have to say. I, th- I thought this was great. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you guys so much. I'm excited. Never been on a podcast before, so this will be cool. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us.
3: of Building Bridges. We hope you enjoyed hearing our conversation with the two amazing student organizers, Kamaya and Sophia. If you're interested in staying up to date with the Harry Bridges Center, follow us on Instagram at uwharrybridges or email hbcls at udubedu with any questions.